I'm Felicia. And I'm Ian. And we are the Paranormal Lovers. Hello, Paranormal Dudes, Dudettes, and Dudays. Welcome back to the Paranormal Lovers. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another week. Uh, We're up to episode 21. 21. This this podcast is now an adult and can legally buy alcohol. It's legal. (laughs) Finally. Finally. All right, babe. What did you love about this week? I loved going and watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Spoilers alerts. Yeah, spoilers. I loved it, but... It was it's fucked sad. up. I was like I'm about to, not, on the verge of crying the whole time. Yeah. Like I recommend this. Like I don't recommend this for children under like thirteen. Yeah. Like honestly. Um we took Patty to see it and thankfully I don't think she really paid attention to most of it. But yeah. Oh boy, it was Poor Rocket. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, like if anybody hasn't seen it, just uh I'm not gonna like give you any you know, actual spoilers from the movie, um, other than it's kind of Rocket's story this time around, and it's just yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's a little messed up. <laughs> I love that raccoon, though. But it was good. Like, I, I like going and seeing it. All right. Um, what do you got for this week? I guess I love the fact that I make money now. Yeah. Got You're me like a part-time a new job. job, slinging pizzas, and it's really cool because I actually get tips. Yeah, that like is the cool. Waitresses actually get paid above minimum wage now. I want to say, like when I worked there when I was sixteen, they they did that same thing. They the waitresses kind of shared the tips. Tips. Yeah, which is fun. Or, or somebody would like you know tip the cook. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get cooks for the tips, but I mean it's fine if you're getting paid a decent wage you know but a lot of waitresses and waiters are still getting like 213 an hour plus tips because that's the tipping minimum wage yeah um that's crazy where i work the waitresses get at least like 10 11 an hour but they're doing you know waitressing doing the cash and that's why we always tip really well because i mean that's what those people live on yeah that's i mean yeah i did it at waffle house for a few months and since then, I've always tipped well. Oh, and yeah. it is bullshit, because this is the only country where people tip. Right. This is the only country where you have a shitty-ass $2.13 tipping minimum wage. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, like, I get people don't like tipping because, well, the company should pay their employees better. Well, yeah, they should, but that's not but the employee's don't. fault. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the employee still needs to pay their bills, and you still expect somebody to serve you your food, so you yep. better damn well tip them. I always said, don't shit where you eat. Right. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. And I mean, also, like, don't be an asshole to wait stuff either. Because yeah, no. They, they handle your food. They're going to come back there and tell us <laughs> cooks how shitty you are to them. <laughs> and you might just get some olives on your pizza when you don't want them. Right. <laughs> so fuck around and find out. All right. So this week we are doing another Cherokee legend. Nice. Um, I've been liking them Cherokee legends. I like the Cherokee legends. I love living so close to Cherokee and being able to kind of bring awareness, you know, to them. They're just Um, wild. Like, the stories are so wild. Well, if if you think about it, I remember somebody telling me, like, you know, these people, they lived out, they lived in the wilderness. There wasn't 
safety. If you got lost out in the woods, you were going to get eaten by a tiger. Or not a tiger. We love tigers in Western North Carolina. But I mean, we have panthers. Yeah, we've got like mountain lions and stuff and bears and stuff. So they had to come up with these stories to tell their kids like, hey, you need to stay in here like with Spearfinger. Like that, the grizzly right. bear is going to eat you. <laughs> don't go out in the woods kids are like i don't care about no damn grizzly bear and they're like fine there's a witch out there with a knife finger that's gonna eat your liver stay in the village hey if i i, I totally understand i mean i've seen a bear on my porch you know like yes, <laughs> yes the bear that took the track i still tell people well, I, about that the there was a bear one night in this place that we lived in uh, over in Asheville, and <laughs> He he was in the back of my truck, and I I heard my dog barking, so I came out, and the dog was barking at the bear, so I grabbed my dog and was like, get in the house! And, um, and then, so, I watched this bear and was trying to, like, scare it off from inside my house, and he politely took a bag of trash out of, my, out of the back of my truck and just chucked it up, or, you know, hauled it up into the woods with him. That was a place, I, I miss living there in like that general area because we were like from our porch to there was a creek in our backyard which was like five feet from our porch in the middle of that creek was the boundary for the Pisgah National Forest yeah miles of wilderness miles of wilderness and our dog like Chewbacca she we call her a bear dog because she just used to run the mountains and there was every day gone mama bear and two black two baby cubs black bears that lived behind us on the other side of the creek and occasionally they would come on to our side of the creek yep um all right well lots of wildlife it was great it was great i do miss it it was a beautiful area yeah plus that creek in the back whenever it would rain really really hard and we'd have a raging river <laughs> it was amazing it was loud I know, it put me to sleep. We had a tin roof, too, yep. so like it would rain, and you got the ting, 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 and then you got the Yeah. It's amazing. Say, so, well, out in the wilderness of the Nantahala National Forest, there sits a prehistoric soapstone boulder, and this is called Judicola Rock. Nice. This is not just any boulder, but it has prehistoric petroglyphs carved all over the exposed surface. For anyone who does not know, a petroglyph is a prehistoric carving or etching. This boulder that is roughly 22 square meters or 240 square feet wow. sits in the middle of an open field. Hmm. I'd heard of Judicola Rock before, but I did not know that this thing was 240 square feet. That's a lot. Like, it is massive. Um, there are soap stone bowl extraction marks on the boulder which scientists have roughly dated to 1400 bc to 280 the etchings that are covering the surface of it roughly date between 300 and 4000 years old wow yeah so this like i said it's prehistoric sure um now, the, sh- the density of markings make it difficult to know exactly. Here, I'll let you look at these pictures if you want to scroll up and take a peek at it. Cool. Now, the sheer density of markings make it difficult to know exactly how many markings there are on the surface. 
but there have been some efforts made to catalog the markings. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I found on the sources, these are the markings that have been identified thus far. You ready? Oh, I like the black and white picture of this one. Is it the guy sitting on the rock? Yeah. Well, he's like, he's not sitting on it, but he's standing behind it. And yeah. It's, you it can shows see, you the size of it. Well, you can see all the markings real well on it. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So, to date, they have categorized or cataloged 1,458 cup marks. 47 curvilinear units, 10 bowl-shaped depressions, 10 stick figures, 9 reels, 3 concentric ring designs, 3 curvilinear motifs, 3 deer tracks, 3 claw-like imprints, 1 arc, 1 cross in circle, and at least 1 winged shape. Hmm. It's a lot. Science has done its best to figure out where the markings come from, of course. There are many theories, the most common of which is that they come from prehistoric ancestors of the Cherokee people of the area. But, of course, this is not a scientific podcast, but a paranormal podcast. Sure. And like I said at the beginning, there is a Cherokee legend attached to this rock. Nice. Judicola, or Tuscalu, is known as the god of game and master of all animals. <clears throat> mm. Judicola was a giant with slanted eyes, fur covering his body, and each of his seven fingers and toes on his hands and feet ended in large curved claws. I don't know what it is about the Cherokee people and their legends of people with curved claws, but <laughs> that's a thing, I guess. But this guy wasn't like he wasn't like spear finger. Like he's not out there just like killing people just for fun. Right. Um, it is said that he could jump from mountaintop to mountaintop in a single bound. Nice. He could empty a river with a single drink hmm. and he could control the weather. Nice. Judicola also had the ability to travel from this realm to the realm of spirits. It is said that, excuse me. It is said that Judicola Rock was his gateway between the two realms. Oh, uh, it's a portal. That's yeah. cool. It was his portal. And it would also seem that Judicola was very lonely, so one day he went out and got himself a wife. He literally went out, found a woman, married her, and then kidnapped her. Took her to the spirit world, where she was trapped. Hmm course her family specifically her brother and her mother were very upset about this nobody wants their sister to get kidnapped by a DED. sure um they wanted julie call judicola is a hard word for me to say over and over and over again yeah they wanted judicola to release her so that they could see her again so they went to a cave where she was being held with other gods and fasted outside of the cave for seven days to be able to see her again. Hmm. Well, her brother, go figure, man. <laughs> By the sixth day, her brother was famished. 
and by the end of the seventh day, he had caved in and eaten one piece of meat. In a fit of rage, Judiculus struck him with lightning and killed him. Wow. His wife, of course, is distraught and begged him to release her so that she could go back to her family. Sure. But he did not want to let her go. So instead, he did a compromise. I was going to say, like, in air quotes, but I guess it is kind of a compromise. He made an arrangement with her people Mm -hmm. that the most faithful and brave of them would be granted entrance to the spirit world after their deaths. They'd be able to stay there forever and ever and ever. So they could go see her after he died. After they died, mm-hmm. they could all be together in death. Right. Which what I said is, I was kind of like, well, that doesn't sound like a, much of a compromise, but you know, it's Shakespearean. The short span <laughs> of our human lives versus an eternity in the spirit realm. Sure. Um. Now to throw this in here real quick, another thing I found out about Judicola that you might like this. Um, when he was in this realm, he staked his claim on top of Richard Balsam Mountain. Where he dwelled at was called, in a cave called Judicola's Judgment. That cave is now known as Devil's Courthouse. I was about to say, is it Devil's Courthouse? <laughs> I vote for renaming Devil's Courthouse back to Judicola's Judgment because... Sure. I like that. That's cool. Like, the devil's courthouse, you're like, oh, the devil has a courthouse. But then, like, Judicola's judgment. Like, Judicola's judging you, bitch. Right. Like, that that gives me more pause than the devil. I mean, it's Judicola was probably before. Oh, yeah. They named, like, Judicola, the devil's courthouse stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was here long before colonizers we'll, showed up, so. We'll cover, cover devil's courthouse and. In a future episode. Devil's so. Courthouse, Devil's Tramping Ground. Yeah, Devil's Stomping Ground. Um, now, remember how he liked to jump from mountaintop to mountaintop? Sure. He would use this method of transportation to scare away hunters who would trespass onto his land. And it is said that during one of these jumps, he jumped onto this boulder. And you can slightly see a seven-toed impression on the huh. edge of the boulder where right. his foot landed, which is interesting. So the compromise he made with his bride. So I, I guess it would make a boom then too, huh? To like I scare imagine. off the hunters, like boom, yeah. like a Hulk smash. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um, legend states that when he made the compromise with his bride and her people, that's when the markings appeared on the surface. It is said that they show the way, giving instructions and a map to the spirit realm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) One source I saw stated that even today, some people will still go there to meditate and to try and, like, figure out the meaning of the markings. It's like uh, the whole ley lines thing. You've heard of ley lines and stuff, right? Love me some ley lines. Yeah. I know. You know how it's really, really hard to actually find a legitimate map of ley lines because they're not scientifically real. Right. Um, Which, like, okay. Uh, To this day, Judicola Rock stands as a very important sacred site for the Eastern Band of the Cherokee Indians. Um, Sure. There is a dedicated group. I believe it's made up of volunteers and, like, employee people. Um. 
that take care of the rock and the area around it. Now, interestingly enough, I found this interesting. The cut marks and the ring motifs have been found on other rocks across the globe. Most notably, there are thousands of stones across the UK that are covered in cut marks and ring motifs. Nice. And I literally had to look this up because a lot of them are in Scotland for some reason. Huh. There's like fields of these boulders covered in etchings. Hmm. Like everywhere. Um, I watched a documentary one time about uh, portals. Mm-hmm. And it, they had all kinds of stuff like that in there. Yeah. And just strange markings and arrangements of rocks. It is really, really interesting, and it like it makes me think. And this, I know people are gonna be tired tired of me hating on colonizers, but you know what? <laughs> Fucked him. Go for it, baby. But colonizers like, are horrible. If you think about like how we have the Egyptian hieroglyphs, mm-hmm. this is the same thing. It's just a language we do not understand. Sure. In my opinion. Oh well, yeah. Because we killed it. Yeah. We tried to kill their language. We tried to kill their heritage. We tried to kill their culture. And now we're sitting here looking at a big rock going, I don't know. Well, the the culture that used it, there's nobody left. Yeah. So. I mean, there's still, I mean, there's the whole, you know, people over there, but they've just, when the residential schools and shit came in, they just tried to wipe all that knowledge away. Right. So the people that. I'm so glad that they're changing the signs back now. Yes. Yes, that's really cool. If anybody ever comes over to Cherokee, North Carolina, you'll see majority of the signs are in English and Cherokee because they're yep. trying to change it back. They're trying to keep their language alive. Yeah, they're trying to teach their children and the next generation so they can keep that language alive. Yeah, so they don't um, lose it. But I was gonna say maybe it's because that we did we just did three weeks of aliens. Right. But I do find it interesting that there's all these rocks all over the world, because they're not just on in Judicola Rock and in the UK. There are these rocks everywhere Sure, that have etchings in them. Right. And it's like, are they from prehistoric indigenous people of that particular area? Are they from <laughs> fey and little people of legends? Druids. <laughs> or are they from an alien race? <laughs> this is what I want to know. I don't know. Aliens. Aliens. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't either. Oh, was that the last and, of it? Like moving rocks that heavy? Like aliens could very well do it. Easily. They definitely can. But what's funny though, you talk about moving rocks around and I don't remember where I heard it from. Because, like, they could have originated from one specific place on Earth and Mm -hmm. then got scattered by aliens for some reason. Yeah, I definitely could have. But it's really funny you talking about, like, moving the rocks. Like, I heard somebody say the other day, like, it's so funny that um, there's, like, this mentality that... They, like, they people can't believe that prehistoric people were so smart... That they could do something like build a pyramid it without also, without technology that they think, nah, they couldn't have done that. It had to be aliens. Right. Like, are, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's, I don't know. Until I seen 
I used to think the same way, but then I seen the one guy where he like took a little bitty rock and set it underneath of a big huge stone and then like turned the stone just by himself. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay. See, the what what people don't realize is like they had to have a way to do this stuff. Right. They didn't have machinery and technology and all this other bullshit that makes us fat, lazy humans nowadays. They had to do it manually. They had to do it manually. They, If yep. they wanted to build a pyramid, they had to figure out a way to move those massive boulders. There, were they... Uh, and most of it was, you know, enslaved power, but... Right. Were they really... Did they really have a lot of guys, though, or did they... Or were they really smart and, like, you know use logs to roll them stones up both right you know a little bit of both both um so yeah what do you think about judicola rock bill it's pretty cool legend of judicola you know i wonder like if there was one big civilization back in the day like pangea or something you know what i'm saying before all the continents split i wonder if the meteor that came and hit took some uh you know that civilization carvings and all and just scattered it because the you know the explosion had to be like just you that know makes sense. nothing that anybody's ever seen before right like or is it even possible that from a time when pangea was here if there were neolithic people living here they all used the same code True. When speaking to each other. Right. A one human sort of world. Yeah. And then, you know, the continent split up and everything, and that code just kind of got mixed in with new dialects, and lost. new languages got to be formed. And yeah, and it got lost, sadly. Right. But, so that, you guys, is Judicola Rock over in the Nanahala Forest. You can go see it. Um, I've been meaning to get out there, but... Yeah, we need to go one day. Do a field trip of the lovers. That would be fun. Oh, excuse me. Oh, damn. This job's kicking my ass. All right. Well, you guys can head on over to Instagram at the Paranormal Lovers. You can come to YouTube at the Paranormal Lovers and listen to a video. Um, One day we'll get around to doing the... <laughs> we'll get there. We got a lot going on right the now. The video of it. But, um... And then you can send us an email at theparanormallovers at yahoo.com for a topic request just to say hi, eat shit, whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, even an eat shit bumps up the algorithm on some stuff. So It does. <laughs> go for it. Um, and what's the last one? Patreon. If you feel so inclined, you could support the podcast on Patreon. Um, like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, give us a good review. Give us a review on Spotify or um, Apple Podcast or anywhere you can leave us a review. Honestly, take a screenshot of it, send us to it either on Instagram or at the email address. We'll shoot you out a handmade sticker drawn by your very own Mister Ian. Yep, I will send us a screenshot. I'll draw you draw you some stickers. I love drawing. Say, well, that was a little bit of a short form episode, but we're going to cut this off and go. I've been working on calligraphy. Yeah. We're going to shut this off and go record another episode. Yeah. We're doing back to back this weekend. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.